Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to this week's episode of Friday Fire on the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. I am Sam, the Small Business Surgeon himself. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, You regular guys will get kicked off in a minute, but for you new listeners, um, I am the Small Business Surgeon, and on Mondays, I interview some amazing guests, and then on uh, Fridays, we have a little monologue session where I try and teach a lesson from the week, maybe share some content with you guys and uh, move your businesses along a little bit. So uh, Monday's show, you'll definitely check back because we had a guy, um, he had the, the the largest lawn care company in his state. Um, he sold that and he's pivoted it now and he owns a, a lawn scare Lawn care app, sorry. That's like the Uber of lawn care. So definitely tune in for that on Monday. But anyway, we will get on with uh, today's show. Um, real quick shout out. If you do enjoy the show, do us a favor, share it out there. It just helps us to uh, get a few more listeners and spread the word and the stuff uh, that we're doing over here. So today I wanted to talk to you about you guys that are kind of in the middle of it, like the mid-level. You've, you, you've started out, you've got uh, quite a bit of experience, but you're still struggling to get from the, the the stage where this is a job for you to the stage where this is a business for you. And I'm speaking from experience and I'm speaking from education and I'm speaking from mistakes here. And um, I know there is a proclivity amongst all of you entrepreneurs to think that only you can do your task and you are the best at it and only you care and that... Uh, Employees are just these uh, happy little tools that run around that you utilize inside of your business to achieve results. And ultimately, what that ends up being is you produce a product and you go to market and you, you do really well and you start to grow. And all of a sudden, you start getting this little bit of success where you've got more orders than you can handle. So you've got to take on some help. So you take on some help. And what happens is you're too afraid to properly train and delegate to the help because you're afraid they're going to mess something up. And as a business owner, you try to cling to the control of your business for as long as possible. And many businesses never go past this point. A lot of you will never get past the point of working in this business like it's your job because you will not take time to work on the business like it's your business. And I know that's fucking harsh, but I'm just going to go with facts and with statistics here, because out of the entire population of the country, there's probably 7 or 8% of us that are entrepreneurs. And then out of that 7 or 8%, fewer than 1% of the entrepreneurs actually make it out of the business and end up as business owners, as directors, and as investors. So this path is not fucking simple. Like, well, actually, it is simple. It's not easy. Let's say that. There's, there's a whole bunch of simple steps that you have to stack up over and over and over, but it's not easy to be consistent and, and win in this game. And I'm only where I'm at because of the amount of failures that I've been through and been able to learn from. 
And, you know, having employees is really fucking scary, first off. And I know we've already covered in previous episodes, you know, putting your bucket, putting your time into buckets and looking at yourself as a business owner as worth, you know, $500 an hour. So let's let's hypothesize for a second here. Let's say hypothetically I'm worth $500 an hour, like like some of you are. But you're still taking your own mail to the post office. You're still trying to enter stuff in QuickBooks. You're still running your own calendar and scheduling your own appointments. So what I listed there was like three, maybe 10, 15, even $20 an hour tasks that can be systematized and people can be trained on and you can give those tasks to people that are doing for you. The goal here is to get really good at your shit, get so good at it you can train somebody else to do it and then you can move to the next level of business. And and again, most guys and girls, most of you won't let this go. And that's why a lot of companies you'll see max out uh, six or eight employees and I don't know, maybe one to two million dollars a year. And that's as far as they ever go because everything has to go through that owner because he doesn't understand that this business is supposed to be a machine. And ultimately, it's supposed to be a machine that runs with very, very little input from the people that own it. When I make a video for Texas Media Foundry, I do it purely because I want to. Last video I shot was at SEMA because I wanted to go to Vegas and be a part of a video shoot right? That's how this works. I own a media company, but I don't create the media. I own a real estate company, but I don't sell much real estate. My job now is teaching the guys that work for me, the systems and processes that I've used, and then helping them to generate leads and close the leads. And then my company makes money from their advancement, their education, you see. So it takes a minute to get there. Generally, if you're an entrepreneur running your own company, you're going to fulfill the role of visionary within your business. You're the one that is, um, that's in the driving seat. You're the one that's setting the vision, setting the mission, setting the expectations for the company. But as you start to grow and as you start to expand, the one thing that a visionary needs is an integrator. And this is like the yin and yang of business. So the visionary goes out there and he sets the mission and he goes and he helps to set up with the clients and bring in the deals. And, you know, he's the one that really drives the direction of the company, which is a lot of you entrepreneurs that listen to this is is what you believe that you are. It's what you want to be. But without that integrator, without somebody backing him up, that visionary is going to run out of steam because you you have to be able to fulfill the products you sell. You have to be able to serve your customers. You have to be able to have lead generation working properly, a sales department working properly. You have to be able to have a marketing department working properly, a fulfillment department, all these things that have to happen in order for a business to run. And as a visionary, it's very, very difficult to have your thumb on all of those different departments and grow and scale a company. In fact, I'd say it's impossible. So the first position you want to hire for is your assistant 
as an entrepreneur and move those lower level tasks off of your plate so you can focus on the higher paying tasks. But the second or third position you're going to start looking for is somebody to fill that integrator role, somebody that's going to help you run the trains on time. And, you know, to hire the right integrator, you're going to have to pay a princely sum because people with these skill sets can run their own companies. You may, in fact, be running your own company right now, yet you may be a phenomenal integrator for a much bigger fish. Um, you know, case in point for this, uh, a friend of mine uh, runs his own real estate company and he is leaving his real estate company to go and run a real estate development team for a larger company. So, you know, he's a visionary in his own right, but he's stepping down from that role and into an integrator role in somebody else's company because he can have more impact and make more money. So you may be sitting there as a struggling entrepreneur thinking you're a visionary when in fact you might be somebody's ideal integrator. Um, and a really good case study of this is uh, Thomas Keenan's journey from uh, owner of a car installation electronics shop to uh, COO of a much larger company. And uh, he's thriving as a COO and he's thriving as an integrator. But if you'd asked him prior to that, he too would have said that uh, that he was a visionary. So you've got to look at whether or not you're willing to let go of the control of your company and hire the right people to help you run it. All right. The guy that owns AT&T isn't the guy running around fixing the phones. He's not the guy that fixes the Internet when it breaks. The guy that owns the bar isn't the guy that's cleaning the puke out of the toilets and shoveling off drunks at two in the morning. You have to start working towards your skill set. So what you do, it's super simple. You develop the three Ds. Do it, document it, delegate it. There's the beginning. So you start with your most menial tasks. How does this task work? How do I deliver this to the client? Can this be documented and can it be delegated? And 80% of your tasks right now that are on your plate right now as an entrepreneur, 80% of your tasks bring you 20% of your profits. 20% of your tasks bring you 80% of your profits. You should be focusing on the 20% of your tasks that bring you 80% of your profits And the other 80% of the tasks you have to do, you need to get them off your plate. They still need to be done. Like, yeah, running stuff to the post office needs to be done. Dropping deposits at the bank needs to be done. You know, fucking scheduling needs to be done. The calendar needs to be done. Like, uh, social media posts need to be made. Images need to be edited. There's all kinds of, you know, lower skill set stuff that whilst not bashing those skill sets... Those guys have uh, talented skill sets. They're just in the practical application of what your business delivers. They're not so much in the uh, running of your business and the operating of your business. Because right now, those skill sets are all still in your head. You haven't taught it to them. So by doing a process and during the process, documenting the process you're then able to delegate the process at the end of it. And this is how 
you build out your organization. It's that simple. Because right now, either you're responsible for everything or you've got one, two, three, four employees and they're all responsible for bits and pieces. But you can't go any further because you're the bottleneck that's stopping the fucking growth of the company. If you build your organizational chart right now, you'll find that if you want to build an eight-figure revenue company or a nine-figure revenue company, it's all the same math. It's just scaled. So let's say an eight-figure revenue company has 20 positions in it. By building out the organizational chart, you know where you are currently and you know where you want to go. And look at what seats that your personnel are sitting in. Look at where they're sitting in your organizational chart. And if they're not really passionate about that, or if they're not really great at that, it's your duty as a leader to help them move into the positions that they're great at. And then we go find somebody else that's great for the right position. Because putting the right employees in the right positions, it helps to give them the motivation to work hard there and move up on the career path that they want. Whereas, you know, when you just hire anybody and plug them in a hole, you don't really know if they're the right fit for the seat on the bus. And so it's very important that you, again, you build your core values initially within yourself and then within your leadership team. And then you permeate those core values through your business. Because by hiring on core values and by training on core values, like I can literally teach you any skill set that is involved with the running of any of my companies. I can sit you down, I can break it down, I can teach it to you step by step and I can mentor you through it. But I cannot like fundamentally alter your core values, which means that you won't be able to fundamentally alter your employees' core values and who they really are. So that's why establishing those up front and hiring based on those, you see if the core values are there, we can train a monkey to climb a tree. It's not a big problem. But if the core values aren't there, then again, it's really going to hinder you keeping those right employees and developing them. So, man, there's so many good lessons in this and there's so so many different areas of depth that I could go into here. I'm just trying to summarize everything up in a in a 15-minute podcast. Um, so you build your core values, right? You put operating procedures. You know, Remember, do it, document it, delegate it. You put operating procedures into everything you do. Put those operating procedures into like a Google Docs account. And as you're doing them, record your own screen. Um, I use OBS. Um, there's other options out there. I know there's uh, Loom is one, but you can record what you're doing. And that way you don't have to train people. You're already documenting your processes. And really, the only way you're going to scale is through people. And guys, before I get off here today, I want you to remember that it's talent that wins championships. It's teamwork that wins championships. And it's a really strong head coach pouring into his team, helping them build their talent and trusting that team to come together on the field while he advises from the sidelines. That wins fucking championships. So don't be afraid. Do it, document it, delegate it and watch what happens.
All right, that's it from me. I'm going to wrap it up. You'll have a banging weekend and really tune in Monday. We have got one of the greatest success stories of the lawn care business coming to share with you guys on the podcast. So super looking forward to, uh, to that episode airing and you guys grabbing a bunch of knowledge out of it. All right, be good, stay safe and have a great weekend. I'll see you on Monday. This has been the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. If you've made it this far, you clearly like it. So go on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. This helps people find the show and spread the good word. Share with friends and follow us at Small Business Surgeon on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you for your follow-up next week. The Small Business Surgeon was recorded at Texas Media Foundry in historic downtown Bryan, Texas. Check them out at txfoundry.com or on social media at txfoundry. Thanks for tuning in.